Hi, you guys. Welcome to Amber and the Truth, where we, me, expose the gospel truth. Back to another Amber and the Truth podcast episode. And this title, as you can see, is You Were Raised by Hypocrites and Lukewarm Christians. This um, podcast idea came from um, a, a few reasons. Scrolling through TikTok and realizing what some people are saying about growing up in Christianity, growing up with that being like your staple as uh, when you were younger, growing on, and then also a TikTok, not a TikTok, I'm sorry, a Twitter, uh, a Twitter uh, tweet, <laughs> I can't think right now, a Twitter tweet that basically asked, why did you guys leave the church? You know, what made you people leave the church? And they got me thinking, like, the real reason why you guys left the church is because you were being raised and or taught by hypocrites or lukewarm Christians. And the specific people I want to talk to specifically is my own community, the black community. Um, We have some issues I want to address. So um, in the black community, there's a, a lot of us that believe that the Christianity is a white man's religion. And believe that the Bible was written by man, so that means it's corrupt. Newsflash, every book was written by man. However, the Bible is written by God. Um, I'll break that down in another video, but for right now, I'm just, you know, head spirit, go by it or whatever. Um, so basically, the black community thinks, you know, we are praising a white Jesus. The book was written by a uh, man and it was given to us by slave masters. You're stupid for believing in it and all type of crap, right? So I'm going to think like, where did they get these thoughts from? So I go through the thread of uh, t- Twitter and I found a few that kind of sparked it. So here's a few that I'm going to uh, read from. So this one is from at Tammy Talk. Um, she says, even after my worker in training test and I past top of the set the pastor always looked at me like a condemned sinner who had no hope of redemption but yet he'll go on that altar and preach so effortlessly it just didn't make sense to me i still love god though (laughs) well that's good um honestly i can understand that i can understand a pastor condemning you like he's god himself even though he don't know your heart like he can see your actions and see how you act and make a conclusion from that he truly truly doesn't know um, here's another tweet that says um, it has a picture of uh, mega churches and a picture of churches. And it says, what you see here is churches built by poor black people in Africa from their own pockets. Instead of building black malls, schools and factory like China and Japan, blacks are building churches to pray for jobs. Hmm, I don't know how I feel about that word blacks being used by someone that is not black. Um, but anyway. Basically, I guess they're building churches in Africa instead of building places that will make them money. Um, I feel like that's a godly thing. I feel like God points out people to build churches for him. Like, it isn't like, oh, one day I just want to build a church. I just I just want to. I feel like the Holy Spirit has to lead, lead you to do that. Um, here's another tweet. It says, this other Sunday I went to a church and found ATMs in a churchyard. Turned around and went back home. They never saw me again. Yeah, I do know a currently I know a church with ATMs in it. That's crazy. Um, I don't know really what to say about that. Is because um, I feel like tithing is based on your own conviction and what God tells you to do. Because He tells some people to tithe and tells some people not to tithe. Um, but I feel like that is kind of money hungry. Why do you have an ATM in your church? Like, 
what are we doing that we're gonna need money immediately other than tithing like yeah all right so we'll go to another tweet this one says the pastor will look where the women were sitting and say may the lord almighty bless y'all and he would look at where the men was sitting and say for death is coming be prepared <laughs> oh my gosh why would he say that um that's clearly i wouldn't say not a man of god because i don't know that man's heart but that doesn't sound like a person who knows what they're talking about you don't just condemn men and women to hell or to greatness or blessings simply because they're men and women like that doesn't make any sense um now here's another one this one says wouldn't classify wouldn't classify myself as a dropout per se but i hate the pretense people go to church to compete about who's the holiest when in fact church should be a hospital where sick sinners go to find rest for their souls people act like deputy gods like they own heaven <laughs> i can completely understand where they're coming from there are a lot of people in the church who try to control your holiness like they're like okay well you shouldn't do this because you you know god watching or you shouldn't do that because you know god watching and it all it'd be little things it'd be like wearing a skirt that's not touching your ankles but is at your calf and they're like oh you're dressed like a whore and, and like they try to condemn you for a bunch of things in your life that god ain't even condemned you for like who made you who died and made you jesus like who who did that i don't remember you died on the cross for my sins ma'am sir i don't remember that so yeah i completely understand that uh, another tweet says, I hated the misery I came across there. The feeling sorry for yourselves as if you murdered Jesus. Um, sir, I think that was conviction. Because in a sense, we didn't murder him ourselves, but sinners murdered him. And we are what? Let's say it together. Sinners. So, yeah. <laughs> um, that might have been conviction for you. I'm not too sure. Um, and there's the last one hypocrisy and me don't mix i'm not about to sit in the building with sinners who do worse during the week while they preach to me about my lifestyle and use social issues as manipulative fuel they're only holy on sunday i don't mess with it mm, i completely understand that too there will be whole pastors and people of the church who will preach to you about this that and the third and legit go to the club have premarital sex drink be uh, drug addicts and be whatever else in the book and then try to tell you about yourself. Honestly, nobody likes to be told about themselves, especially when the person that's telling them is not doing exactly what they're trying to tell you to do. I completely understand that. However, um, in some instances, God can use somebody in their sin to convict you of yours. He just will. I know some people that has happened to. So I wouldn't say that's a bad thing per se, but I can, I can understand how it would get on one's nerves. Like somebody trying to tell you about you and they over here doing this, that, and the third every day. Like, oh, you got your nerve. Like, I, I can completely understand that. But um, I particularly wanted to address the fact that I've seen many and many black people in my community talk about how growing up in the church w was exhausting for them and how that their parents would tell them to pray away their depression. Like, if they came to their, mo their mom or dad, like, hey, I'm, I'm depressed. And they're like, depressed and juices or depressed at homework, which I completely understand because I grew up in a home like that. Um, and they would just feel like unheard because they believed that you're not depressed. Go ahead and pray it away. Go ahead and pray away. Go talk to God about it. Go pray it away. And they're like, you can't pray away depression. I've heard that so many times. You can't pray away depression when actually reality, you actually can. You can exactly, you guess exactly what you can do. You can pray it away. You can pray away any feeling that you don't want. God will literally take it and give you peace. Here's the thing, though. 
the reason why you don't believe that you could pray away depression is because, again, you were raised by a hypocrite or a lukewarm Christian. They talked about God. They went to church every Sunday, even prayer meetings every Wednesday. And yet that you saw that they didn't live their life Christ-like, because that's what a Christian means. I don't care what Google tells you what Christian means. Christian means to be Christ-like, to get to being like him to as close as possible. And you're probably like, well, of course I can't pray away no depression or no sadness or no anger or whatever, because that doesn't work like that. Actually, it exactly, it works like that. The reason why you don't get it is because everyone around you wasn't living walking proof of Jesus Christ's blessings and healings and the testimony that people are. So, um, there's a things that happen to you when you begin to follow Jesus. When you begin to follow Christ, you begin to represent him and you begin to have a few things called the fruit of the spirit. The fruit of the spirit are the things you gain when you begin to walk with Christ. The fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, which means easy to correct, temperance, which is self-control. And the reason why you're not benefiting from any of those feelings is because most likely you're not walking with Christ or you're not saved. Or your meekness, easy to correct. You're not easy to someone to just tell stuff to. You get pissed when somebody try to tell you about yourself. When somebody try to actually help you with what you're going through. You get angry. You get upset. You begin. You get mad defensive. Like, well, that ain't me. And you ain't about to say that it's me. And da, 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 da. And they just go off and get angry. And they get upset without even hearing what you have to say. You can absolutely pray away the depression. You can absolutely pray away the sadness. Actually, sometimes you don't even have to pray it away. I've never prayed away my depression. Actually, he just took it away from me the minute I accepted Christ. He was like, well, I'm going to take that from you. Boop, that's gone. And I ain't have, I ain't battled from it. I haven't battled it since. And that was in 2014, and it is 2021. Have not battled depression since. So, I'm here to explain to you how you can get those things. So, how you can get fruit of the Spirit that will have you being able to pray away is to actually take up your cross and follow Jesus. You have to be saved first. You will not be able to pray away depression if you're not saved. If you don't believe in God, if God isn't real to you, Jesus isn't real to you, or he is, but you think he's a universe or whatever cockamamie stuff that you've come up with, again, you will not receive the blessing of being free from that depression. People who have been um, delivered from their depression and delivered from their mental illnesses who are following Christ will tell you you have to be saved first. And once you're saved, you have to walk like Christ. Because getting saved is only the first part. Yes, you're in the gates of heaven. Great. What happens next? Like, you you, you think that you're going to continue to live the way that you do and then be in front of Christ and think that that's going to be okay? Not at all. The Bible says you are, you are neither hot or cold. You are lukewarm. And he will spew you out of his mouth. So basically, he'll spit you out of your mouth if you're not hot which means on fire for God. So if you out here, get saved, and that's it. You just know Jesus died on the cross for you, and that's it, and that's all you do. It's just know that. You don't live for him. You don't pray. You don't talk to him. You don't do anything beyond that. Study the word, nothing. How do you think life's going to be lived for you? The reason why life is so bad and horrible and you are battling this said depression is because of your departure from God. 
majority of the world's trash and badness and horribleness is because of sin. Of the world's trash and 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 horribleness is because of sin. It's always been because of sin. And then that extra kick that life likes to give you is because of your separation from God. Separation from God is literally why we go through what we go through. Now I'm not saying with, when you get close to Jesus and everything starts working perfectly fine and you never experience another bad day in your life. I'm not saying that. However, I'm saying your bad days will be way less with God than there ever will be. You have love, joy, and peace when you walk with God. Like peace. And when, you, when people hear peace, they think of calmness or, or very little sound. Or, you know, mental peace where, you know, you have nothing on your mind. You're not bothered about anything. The peace I'm talking about comes from God. And you can't, I can't, I can't even explain it to you. I can't explain how it is. But all I can tell you is how it feels. I haven't had a bad day, honestly. In about two months. The last time I remember I, I was actually upset about something that I couldn't control. And was mad about it for more than 10 minutes. <laughs> was almost two, three months ago. So I have the love. I legit, genuinely, my, my heart is healed. I no longer have a hard heart. I used to not be close to people. I used to not uh, hug people and tell them I love them. I had a hard time with that. Now it's easy for me. I have joy. I legit am happy. Like, I have, I have nothing to be mad about or sad about. Nothing. Can't think of a thing. All my needs are met. A little bit of my wants are met. So like, what? And I also have peace. I can sleep at night and sleep almost 8, 10, 9, 11, 12 hours. And I ain't even been up that long. So I'm not talking about like I'll be up to 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock in the morning. I'm sleeping that long. I'm talking about go to bed at 11 and still sleep that long. My peace, I have peace in my mind. No, nothing bothers me. Now, long-suffering is a part of what you, when you walk with Christ, that means that you will be suffering. I'm going through something right now, but you would never know it because I'm, I don't act like it. And if you were watching a video, you would see this gaping smile on my face and how I'm truly happy and okay. I have gentleness. I'm gentle with people now and with things. Um, I have goodness. I, of course, have faith. I can't walk this walk without the faith. And meekness. I can be told things. I can be corrected. Someone can come to me as a righteous person, you know what I'm saying, who walks with Christ and be like, hey, you should correct yourself because this, that, and the third ain't right. And I can take that on the chin and be like, okay, even if I don't believe that they're correct, I go to God like, well, God, was that, are you trying to tell me something? Was I actually wrong? I would sit there and converse, converse with God like, okay, was that wrong? If it was wrong, you know, I'm sorry, God, let me go apologize to the person, ask for forgiveness. You know what I'm saying? Like, you will just, you're easy to talk to. Someone can come and throw you some knowledge and you take heed to it. Now, temperance is self-control. Um... I used to have real bad issues with smoking marijuana. I used to um, have, um, it, was, it was almost like, a, not an addiction, but it was very much dependency on it. It was like, okay, I'm smoked to feel good. I'm gonna smoke to feel happy. I'm gonna smoke to uh, go to the store real quick, smoke to come home. Like it was, you know, as smokers, you just be like, I'm gonna smoke to do this, this, that, and the third, and whatever. God gave me self-control. I no longer allow it to ruin my day. I no longer allow it to run my day. It's not, it's not, I don't wake up and craving weed. And I'm just like, oh, I need it so bad. I'm like, 
No, not even a little bit. God has given me all the things that I can, in a way I can deal with. I went through the very worst separation I've ever had to do in my life. I had to separate myself from a man that I loved for 10 years. And there was no way I could have did that by myself. As a woman, women, you understand me. You know what it's like to be attached to a man that you love so much that you allow him to do any and everything to you. Because in the, in the name of love, air quotes, I'm doing air quotes here. You allow him to say, do whatever in the name of love. And God had to help me through that. That was honestly the worst couple months of my life. Because I was like, he ain't did nothing. But then God revealed to me all the things he actually did. <laughs> so what I'm saying here is the message here, the end here is... Yes, we were raised by hypocrites and most likely lukewarm Christians. That doesn't have to be your fate. You can definitely and most definitely pray away depression. We have to know Jesus first. It's not going to happen just by saying it. Therapy is a band-aid. I used to be so gung-ho for therapy. Like, everybody needs therapy. If everybody had therapy and a blunt, the world would be at peace. No, if everybody had Jesus, the world would be at peace. Because with Jesus, you don't have to do the work. He does it for you. We are spiritual beings. So he go inside and fix you up, make you brand new. And if you spend more time with him and talk to him, he continues to shine you up like brand new. You are a new creature in the sight of God. In the sight of God. So I hear I'm going to ask you this question. What are you going to do about the way you're living your life? How are you going to better yourself? Because you cannot and will not get better without Jesus you just won't that that betterness or that better life or that more money or that more opportunity that you're trying to look for through things people television entertainment whatever it may be will not be found only Jesus possesses that so another question when are you going to get Jesus when are you going to get you something when are you going to allow Jesus to come into your heart and change your life so that way depression is no longer a thing for you it's actually foreign you want to remember the last time you were sad type of things and the reason why I could speak on this is because I was depressed I grew up depressed I went to college depressed my last depressed day was in 2014 haven't been depressed since so what are you going to do about it if you don't know Jesus you should come to him if you don't know how have a bunch of YouTube videos and a playlist to teach you how. If you don't want to watch the videos, you can contact me, hit me up, and we can walk through this together. I want to thank you guys for listening. If you want more Amber and the Truth podcasts, go ahead and hit the like button, hit the share button, hit the subscribe button for more podcasts. See you next time. Bye.